Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, Alice. Welcome back to Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel with uh, my little co-host friend, Alice Shattuck. Hi. Hi. Once again, going right back to the turtlenecks. It's turtleneck season. It's an important time of year. I um, r- romantically uh, hailed Alice today um, in a romantic fashion. <laughs> and she said... You've had enough. <laughs> that's not what I said. In other that's words, I've been I've been spoiled. I, 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 no, I, I'm not allowed not, to enjoy no. of the physicality of my wife at all at any <laughs> level not, anymore. No. Imagine that. You must that's be pretty. That's not what dang, happened. That's not what pretty happened. Pretty dang cold. That's not what happened. You've had enough. Oh. I feel that that's an unfair characterization. You've had enough of I was beholding trying. this splendor. Now step away from it. I was trying to sleep. What? Last night. What are you talking about? Okay. All right. So um, you do look beautiful, though. Thanks. This is a nice look for you. And I do look, believe me, I am all about the cold, you've had enough puritanical person. <laughs> I am all about certain amount of cruelty. So I'll, I'll take it. If you want to tell me that I'm that I'm a, a, a subhuman and not worthy of beholding your visage, then you know what? I'm into it. I consider okay. it uh, titillating. Good. I'm going to have a drink now, okay, of, of fine thing. Okay? <laughs> we hear your ice clinking. Thank you, honey. But yeah, no, I just, I, that's not what actually happened. What happened is that last way, night, as we like were falling say, asleep, after like everybody was completely satiated and satisfied and happy, a, I'm falling asleep. In the name of and God, Alice, what just happened? To Alice, hassle me, Alice, continuing Alice, to hassle Alice, me Alice, after the fact. Alice. Yeah. I just said Wait. enough. That's all. Well, oh, I was oh, no. Is, you've had it, enough. There was no. It, it, it was just what? enough. Because is this like Catch a Rising Star? Like in between Andrew Dice Clay and Eddie Murphy in 1984? <laughs> I don't know what that means. It means you're working blue. What are is you talking blue? about? Yes, Alice. Everybody was completely satiated. What is that? I could mean we had a good you're, dinner. I don't know. Alice, you're you're a. <laughs> I'm just, you know what? What's that called when you go around na- naked? Exhibitionist. Yes, that's what you are. No. You're an exhibitionist. No. Are you going to stop playing heard... the intro music No, ever, I like or... it. I like hearing it back. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I like, is there... Oh, great. And well, of course, now. Um, I've never heard a podcast ever where a woman discloses... Well, you're, you started it because you're like, I held my wife romantically. Like, no, that's not what happened. What happened was essentially sexual harassment as I'm trying to sleep. I'm just letting the listeners know the truth since you brought it up. Alice, I sugarcoated for the benefit of uh-huh. everybody. You don't have to go and say... Except me. Except for my benefit. I've been engaged in sexual activity for quite some time already by that point. So it's... I've never heard it. I've never heard I've never heard it. Your family listens to this. I think they You're, know you four one, kids later that we've you are, uh, been together intimately that is like, at this point. You are, that is shocking. Okay. 
to me, at, like where your sensibilities are. <laughs> there is some, you, you're, you're both. I just don't like getting thrown under the bus. I think. I'm looking at the photos you posted of me for whatever reason is you're harassing me. Again, I look annoyed in the photos. Yes, you do look annoyed. You're an annoyed, cold lady. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Hey, but by the way, how come we haven't talked anything about uh, the Harry, Prince Harry st- stuff? I don't know. We just <laughs> haven't got to it with everything else that's going on. My friend uh, Todd Feinberg, uh, he's he said that Harry won him over. Really? Yeah. I don't care for uh, Harry and his whiny stuff at all suck it up suck it up noblesse oblige right like you're born with all this privilege and celebrity and all this stuff and it's not like you can give it back right like you've done nothing to earn it nobody's done anything to earn it it's not like you can undo it the only reason people are reading your stupid memoir is because you're a royal and you're like i don't want all this like shut up shut up you get to have that whether you want it or not so like you need to take responsibility and do some of the stuff that goes along with it like not be a whiny you know what he's terrible and it's because of his stupid wife too who's also terrible the two of them are just both entitled and obnoxious and i really don't like either of them and well yeah and i'm well, for uh, the rest of the royal family like i'm well, sorry but, but, it sucks. Know, gonna... there's minuses to being in the royal family definitely so you're uh during the tongue bath uh that you were giving kirk yesterday you know, he went on to, um, as I worked alone, me versus two, he went on to um, to talk about all these celebrities, you know, that they, they had bad childhoods and they were molested and this and that, you know. The, mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think, and that's horse, that's horse BS, that's BS. And by the way, if you guys haven't heard it yesterday... I'd listen to the podcast because Alice's audio on the video is destroyed. But, but, but the um, we fixed that though. The, it's because of what Tom's feeding no. me. I just, Alice, he just feeds me audio Alice. in a wire. I don't control Alice. it over here. Yeah. Okay. Backstabbing, double crossing, harlot. <laughs> My goodness, you are shameless. Didn't take much, Alice. It took just this this little like nanomillimeter of fame. That's it. Blind Mike liked my tweet. Okay. Oh, what tweet? <laughs> Where I said I'm a big fan of him and retweeted the poll that somebody made of who should be on our show next, Dave or Bly Mike. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> I like Bly Mike. We've already established ourselves, Alice, as uh-huh. filthy imposter interlopers. <laughs> Leeches, Bra- it's a leeches say. exactly breaking uninvited guests breaking into parties of uh, uh rate higher than we do uh, but for you to just go and and literally use social media to flirt <laughs> because your favorite tv show the actor in your favorite tv show uh, mm-hmm. who, who, the reality show i guess i should say which is the kirk minahan show mike just gave you a wink and that's uh-huh. all it took morgan says it's impossible to sexually harass your wife and to oh sure Correct. she has time for a blind mic but not tom well said <laughs> that is absolutely perfect she's saving herself for him is what's happening i Get think i've un- devoted un- quite a lot of time what to you that? and our needs recently is that not true <laughs> what are you doing alice nobody talks like this <laughs> I believe I've been adequately slotty recently, so I don't, like, what are you, t- Alice, why do you work, how are you, like, buttoned up and proper and, like, semi-X-rated at the same time? I don't know. You don't, you just don't know how to be. I don't, I guess. You look Should we start the show over? Is. Are we going back to the beginning? Let's just, uh, let's just you know, account for the damage and put it yeah. out of its misery as we go. So, um, so okay. So we won't get into the, the Harry thing. Or, or the only thing I think I it's can... fine. I think it's all been said. I like. Well, I the, mean, the... we've done it so many times. They're we not have... getting better. I, well, not about the book yeah. most recently, but like we've done Harry and Meghan stuff. We've complained that they, you know, well, I made do think a lot that his mother dying was probably pod. tough. And I mean, he's just. I mean, he. I mean, you know what? A lot of people have a lot of tough things happen to them. I kind of think of it though, Alice. Like, mm-hmm. 
Are are we in any position to judge them? We're we're eleventh rate, Harry and Megan's. Yeah, no, that's a part of our problem. Is we're yeah. jealous, right? Yeah. I mean, like they and, get like a net like special just for breathing. So I mean, and he gave like the book has all sorts of highlights that you have to have if you're gonna go go do the circuit. Sixty mm-hmm. minutes demands that. Yeah. So when he did, like, oh, I was addicted to my mother. I was it was the line of demarcation. And then I was, and then I like I I blew off steam by like whacking two dozen Taliban fighters and and like those are the the selling points of the of mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um. So the, the problem is, is that in and I didn't invent this, but they come off like the most the biggest tawdry American trash. Mm-hmm. And like usually, well, did the, you see the military is like mad at him too? For saying he like killed, all, enjoyed killing all these people or whatever it is that he said, because you're not supposed to like after you serve go around being like, yeah, I blew away all these bad guys. Like, it's sort of frowned upon. Well, I would assume that it is frowned upon because you know there's you know there's British people dispatched all around the world doing stuff, and you mm-hmm. don't want to have them have to deal. I, I, who cares? Who cares? Well, uh, I would and I would implore everybody to listen to if you want to listen to yesterday. On on the merits, by the way, mm-hmm. I will just say that Minahan had nothing when it came to that Bruce Springsteen debate. I was absolutely right. Absolutely right. And everybody knows it. And I, I, I expected for there to be a stronger defense of a Springsteen. But, you know, it's just a self-indulgent thing. Maybe that's the theme of tonight, just self-indulgent moments. Mm-hmm. And Springsteen did the same thing. Do you, do you Do you know the song Born in the USA? Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, I'm so, not a big Springsteen person, and I don't really like. Oh, now she says it. Now after, no, I, after Kirk is gone, go ahead. well, no, I don't think Kirk needs everybody on the earth to love Bruce Springsteen. But I also don't have any. I don't have any energy that I put into not liking Bruce Springsteen either. I just don't like. Well, the point is this: is that he had a song in like '85, mm-hmm. a big sing, sing, single called "Born in the USA." Yeah, and it's a wonderful anthem of a song. But it's all tongue in cheek. He's ashamed to have been born in the USA. Is right. the point of the okay. song because we're beaten bad in Vietnam and the vets didn't get things right and etc. Mm-hmm. So this country sucks is what it says. And when it didn't have to be, could have been a song about the United States that was positive because Bruce Springsteen's had a charmed life because of everybody else, including men who fought love in love patriotic songs. Right. So in flag carrying people, you know they they uh, they did everything they could to supply him with a world where he could flourish like he has mm-hmm. and you know he get makes a song bitching and moaning because the veterans didn't but yeah but that's like standard issue every celebrity is well that's like fine that. that's yeah. fine but you know he comes across like this was his whole thing you know, coming across like a working class man and uh love it or leave it uh you know I, but bro he, he's just you know he's just yeah, another he's lefty. John Fetterman. he's just another lefty who like, undermined a, a war a, that was winnable yeah. Post talk, you know, after yeah. he managed to not go to fight, right? So, so that's that. And I just, I just think it was a thorough, thorough mm-hmm. uh, performance. But you guys should listen to it. You guys should listen to it. The this podcast. I did get to hear most of it again today. Oh, uh, and um, I thought it was interesting. I thought I thought it was interesting. I was some a couple of people were mad and said I was talking over everybody. I don't think that's true. I mean, but it was it was chock a block of. I think people that are not used mm-hmm. to your style can find it overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Do fair? Do you not mask that... anything anymore, Alice? <laughs> Is that a fair statement? <laughs> I enjoy your style, obviously. Well, I, mean, I like it, but I, you know... I do think it shocks people a little bit. Why? Uh, <laughs> because, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I don't know. It's just sometimes. I'm not. I'm not doing anything. I mean, it's uh, just like your prime meridian thing. Like right. people, everyone. Yeah, it's called. It's pretty standard hack, I think. <laughs> um, but the um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But but I don't think there's there's anything. Uh, wrong with it. The big, the big talk thing we had today in Connecticut was bars opening up till four a.m. and they're going to try it in some places. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And so, like, there's a lot of callers talking about how there'd be many more DUIs, and there probably would be. I mean, you should, everybody should be able to get adequately drunk by 2 a.m. And I don't <laughs> think that's been a problem, you know, in Connecticut. I think they're probably doing it just fine. But it will is end up. Being, in, other, is that, like, actually borne out by the facts? Because, like, other states do have later last call, don't they? Yes. In, but, like, uh, I feel like Chicago is later. No, it's not. Uh, Chicago's no. too. No, New York is. is. New, New York, York is, is essentially up all night. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and people talk about that, that people go out in New York at 11 p.m. I, I don't even, like, know. How can you be somebody who goes out at 11 p.m. till 5 a.m. and, like, can recover within a week? <laughs> I mean, I think there's just sometimes... Sometimes it's like a cultural thing for the city also. Like, I mean, you can make it 4 a.m., but it doesn't mean people are really going to stay out that late if that's not the culture of the place, kind of. You know, like, New York, you expect people to be out all night, so that's kind of like a thing. In Europe, right? Like, Europe, the nightlife starts way later than it does here. Right. You know, and because people are up after dinner drinking coffee, hanging out, and then they, like, don't even go out. Until like eleven p.m. or something, yeah. You know, and and they are out until like five six a.m. But then Remarkable. like stuff. I mean, that's been my experience anyway. But I like I don't think um have you, you know, ever, I don't have, think you're gonna organically have that happen in Connecticut because you make it allowed for the bars to stay open until four a.m. Have you ever hooked up with a bartender at a bar you were drinking at? No. Um. So uh, we had a bartender call in today, mm-hmm. and uh, when Jimmy talked about like bar and restaurant culture, because you know I've worked at like function bars, mm-hmm. tenny bar for weddings and you know fundraisers, etc. And you know I've, I've just worked. Were around- you a celebrity bartender once in Melrose? Did you do that? Me? Once? Yeah, because no. you know how they would do that at that restaurant. I feel like I, I, if did. They, like they, for a charity thing. I think they forgot me, Alice. <laughs> they forgot how famous I was. I guess. Okay. Um, uh, no, I was like not. for Melrose Boot Camp I would be, or something. I would be I feel like, like. No. embarrassed to be the celebrity bartenders. <laughs> like, really? How can you really put celebrity? No, because there was a in restaurant in Melrose that did like where they uh, would have like a yeah. celebrity bartender for like a charity thing, and then right. the money would yes. go to the tips went to the charity. They continue right? to not have asked me, Alice. So, <laughs> so you don't have to keep asking. Are you sure? Because everybody who's anybody in that town was i wasn't i was not asked to be okay well, you sure kind of joan panaki probably was asked okay she lived in, in melrose um but so i got to thinking of like about bar cultures and bartenders and i remember when i started going to the red hat in 93 so i was mm-hmm. 20 years old and I, I i tagged along with my brother and our friend ted and got in and since i was 20 i got in and uh, we had a waitress and and we tipped well, et cetera. And then I went like the very next night with another guy. And I figured, you know, we've already been in. I've been in underage. This is way, this is years ago. So don't worry, but nobody's left there. And uh, and so it became my place where I would tip ridiculously big. I didn't know one about any cocktails. So I just ordered what the Beatles ordered, which was um, scotch and Coke at the time. A very sugary drink to be drinking. But, um, but but anyway, uh, then a bunch of us my age would go there, and some I was probably one of the younger ones. Maybe there was a couple, but one of the girls in the group of people used to go there. You know, it's young people. You're all getting out yeah. for the first time. You, a lot of them were, we all worked at the same place, and isn't it? One of them hooked up with the bartender who was in his late thirties back then. Mm-hmm. We were she was probably twenty one, and I remember her heart. It was just a fling. You know, for him it was a fling. For her, she was in love. Because mm-hmm. he's a bartender. He's got the, all the lines, all the personality, all the power, all the booze. You know, <laughs> he's got everything. I remember him, her saying one time, oh my God, I'm so excited. The bartender let me stay behind and, and like pour myself drinks. Like, what a nice guy. <laughs> what a thoughtful thing of him to let you do. But she hooked up with him and then her heart was broken. And I thought about that, like that culture of being a bartender. It's got to be an interesting thing. He, uh, to the guy I talked to today, said, "It, you know, it, when you're younger, especially, of course, it's great for that because every co-ed mm-hmm. thinks you're awesome, and you can, especially if you can flip the bottle or whatever. My goodness, might might, might as mm-hmm. well just be incredible because you're you're essentially as the bartender, you're on stage. Yeah. Everybody else is in the is in the audience, and a bartender is he's working for tips anyway, 
and he knows there are I've dealt with psychotic bartenders so who like who are like mean to hot girls and like you're like what 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 are you doing exactly? It's like no, I'm not going to let her influence me when it comes to like like, like what? <laughs> but 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 it's so it's kind of interesting. He's the guy who called in and said that and he had had occasions where oh yeah where um he at one point worked at a hotel bar and that the women would all drink a lot more there because they would just say I'm just walking upstairs. And so they get much more legless. And he could, there was a name for them, convention something. And you could tell that they were, they were looking for adventure. Mm-hmm. They weren't, look, they weren't, they didn't go out and say, okay, I'm going to have sex with somebody who's not, who I'm not married to, who's not part of my family. But they were willing to let somebody build the narrative for them for that night. Mm-hmm. So somebody hits on them, says the right things. I'm, that's the night they're willing to be put in the position where they're going to have to make the decision. And and I, I was just thinking, uh, talking to him, he said, as, as the bartender, you see all sorts of stuff, and a lot of times the girls are hitting you. So he said he's been in the, in the position, and he could see this too, where he's got one girl on that side of the bar and one girl on this side of the bar. And it's very tough because he's trying to keep both situations alive right. without having either of them know that something's happening. And they're probably scanning Mm-hmm. For competition, anyway. But I also thought it's got to be terrible in a sense it, because if you're if you're a bartender and you're in it to be picking up coeds, well, that's that's tough because you've got to let them down easy or string them along uh, in a, right because they keep showing back up to your bar. They know exactly where you're going to be every <laughs> single night, exactly. And they could either stare daggers or make a scene or just do like it's. So, like, the art of handling something like that, if it had been me, I would have just done everything wrong completely and just tried. To, it, I would last <laughs> You would have days. been in four relationships at once and then yep. get murdered. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then just dumped in the dumpster in the back of the place and then it would have saved me a lot of toil and and things like that. But it is just, like, a, a just interesting dealing with those situations. I do, like, we talked, we talked for the last night with Kirk. Mm-hmm. I do really think, and I think of the time, I do think it's so, like, 4 a.m. bar. Imagine, like, if you're a girl, 4 a.m. bar, and all your friends leave you, and you're the only girl left now. Now you're, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. You guys have been there since 10. You're feeling no pain. I mean, it's just a numbers game, being a chick. It really is. And I'm just saying, like... You never, you never know, and I, I, and I mentioned this again. I don't want to get into like the, like the rapey aspects of you know just <laughs> existing as a, as a woman, but like outside of Marianne's during the marathon, uh, to like ten years ago or whatever. Well, I guess ten years ago was a notable marathon, but another, it, it, another marathon, mm-hmm. Boston Marathon. I remember um, being near Cleveland Circle at Marianne's, and there was a pile of drunk BC girls there in a pile as if they'd been dead <laughs> on the side of marianne just lying there uh, most passed out and it was like thinking like if you're a serial killer or just a serial rapist all i have to do is load one of these humans into a car and they would have no no clue so it's just like it, it, it always gets me to the same place where it's like really it's just it's dangerous. So now that I've brought us to this sad place, we can extract us. Anyway, that, that that's part of the conversation of like having the bar stay up until 4 a.m., which I don't think is a good idea. Uh, I don't. Although, you know, somebody else called up and said, and made the great point that, you know what? Let businesses decide. Why should government be telling us what to do? Let businesses decide and take their risk. And if they'll take the risk. They'll roll the dice and they'll do, the ones who know how to do it will know how to do it. Well, and I will say that while in a sense I kind of agree with that in theory that's never actually the way that it works out that the left is all about like total freedom to do what you want when it's stuff that's terrible for you but then they're like totally happy to ban you know whatever they want like you know we talked to kirk last night about the porn stuff it's all like oh no big government it's an invasion of privacy if we like check ids to get porn or whatever like more Mm -hmm. freedom more freedom to stay open more freedom to look at porn more freedom to gamble more freedom to etc 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 all this stuff that ruins your life and keeps you miserable and is dangerous for you like you're pointing out for young women especially and everything else like when it comes to that stuff it's all like more freedom more freedom more Mm -hmm. freedom and you know 
But then, like, when it comes to stuff that's useful and good, like gas stoves, the Biden administration is now talking about banning new gas stoves in the country. So, like, no new construction can have gas stoves added. So they're not going to start ripping them out of the houses where they are. But as you know, like, eventually these things die and you need to have them replaced. So they want to, you know, get rid of this stuff. And so there's now a big public health push. It's bad for the environment. It's, you know, causes asthma in kids. It does all this stuff. Like, I mean, it, and like, that's nobody's going around saying like more freedom with that. Right. The left doesn't care really about like more freedom to do what you want. No. They want to give you freedoms that make your life harder, not like freedoms that make your life better. Right. Right. So, and, but that's like where we are and then the science will change and then they'll decide that gas stoves are actually better than whatever other thing um you know i do hear stuff about those what are those stoves called like is it induction or um uh convection no no um but there it's i like don't know I new, morgan not, has one though but they're not like hot to the touch oh is it um infrared maybe some no. i don't know i had a grill that was um, not hot to the touch yeah, but My they're wife saying, was not hot to the so they're basically saying, like, they're saying it causes really? 12% of childhood asthma. Why you missed that? I missed what you're saying, sorry. <laughs> I was looking at my facts and I figures. said a, my wife was not hot to the touch joke. Oh. <laughs> yeah. God, I need another co-host. I need, a, <laughs> I need a third chair. Like, the KMS show, they've got, mm-hmm. they've got the... The nihilist psychopath. <laughs> is that me? No, it's Dave. No, but is that am uh, I the equivalent well, actually, of yes. Dave on our show? Yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of. Although Dave is never alive, you at least <laughs> sometimes at least can replicate like you're alive. Okay. What else you got? Um. Well, I just wanted to um finish reading you this that the u.s consumer product safety commissioner told uh bloomberg that products that can't be made safe can be banned and that the agency plans to take action to address the indoor pollution caused by gas stoves so they've been considering this for months it causes 12 percent of childhood asthma in theory they say um 35 percent of the households have them in some states like i would think in our state it's much higher than that wouldn't you think yes absolutely i feel like everybody has a gas stove but there's lots of natural gas here so i don't know um they're saying that they emit all this stuff into the room and blah 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 so like that's a new big push i know that this has been on the table um Maura Healy has talked about doing this in this state too so it's definitely like coming but um, yeah, Morgan says it's induction, the thing that I, I was hearing about. Like, mm. people do swear by them that it heats up water so fast and stuff. And it's super safe. For, yeah. Because like, you can't, like, a kid can't burn the Speaking of the stove whatever, and but... Morgan, I whacked out another steak today. It was delicious. This one I put, oh, where is it? That great hot sauce. It actually wasn't, um, it was different hot sauce. We need to billboard the chat chat tonight. Okay, we will. But in soy sauce. And mm-hmm. stir fried. This is the sirloin strip. Delicious, Morgan. Thanks again. Yeah, that's great. Um, and you want to know how to do it without your gas stove, probably, right? Like, have you ever used an electric? Have you ever been in an apartment or something where you had an electric? Stove? Yes, because they're like different. Oh, totally different. It's no way to live. Um, yeah, I can't because they any- like take a while to heat up. They take a while to heat up. Sometimes way too long. They're kind of dumb. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> They're easier to clean. That's one good thing. But yeah, well, we but the induction we ones, we never I do try, hear good so. things about. But once again, it's like trying to enforce, you know, just upper class cultural mores on regular people. Yeah. At some point, they got to leave people alone. At some point, yeah. like, leave, sh- shut up with this stuff. And I mean, but, you know, in, in blue states, if you keep voting for this stuff, then all you can do is hope that, like, let's hope Maura Healy's got an odd, an odd, um, you know, favoritism for uh, for gas stoves. Let's hope she's <laughs> no, into them. No, she doesn't. She hates them. So they're going to oh, definitely that, be banned oh, here. Oh. But they're considering a national ban also, is what I'm saying. What do they want us to do? So <laughs> what What do we have? So you're, you're still right about that because it really is kind of, it's going to hit the middle class, obviously. Right. 
Because the super rich are going to find a way around it. They'll get fancy induction stoves or whatever. Exactly. Morgan says you need special cookware to use it. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't. It's too fancy for us. We haven't looked into induction stoves because. I think, although we, we should, we have gotten good at some stuff since we can only do weight loss. I think that we've gotten good mm-hmm. at cooking fish. We've gotten good at. I know you're not talking about cooking purely, but it, it, it also. I've learned so much. Now that I'm 50, I've finally learned so much. I mean, I'm going to be dead in a year, maybe. Not even. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Oh, yeah. True. The people want to uh, follow up on the um, probing I got from my doctor <laughs> anally for some reason where he went a second step uh, t- further in and they want to. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do the thing with the thing. Yeah, you need a colonoscopy. They're sending you letters. Oh, did I get letters? Yeah, to okay. schedule it. To, like, get letters at Skate <sighs> Call and schedule it. Oh, God. Great. <laughs> I had a call today, call about, about, the, about, about the polyps that they found when he got one at 55 <laughs> years old, and there was this and then this. People love polyp conversation. Oh, my God. I don't, I'm not, I am, I am old, but I'm not old. I, I am very immature. I am not. I am not, I really do want Corey Feldman to die. I mean, and I have for more than 30 years now. This is taking up a space. I really do objectify my own wife because I think it's incredibly neat that a pretty girl will sometimes be less clad than uh, uh, other times. And I'm excited about that. And I can't contain it because I'm not mature enough or cool enough to contain it. This is like, you. It's like Sean Connery's wife never had to deal with it. She had to deal with getting punched occasionally. <laughs> you don't have that. In fact, I have that. Something funny, Alice? Was it the violence about me that's funny? Show your face. Stop covering your mouth. What is this? People can't see your smile when you laugh? No. I showed Alice this great picture that I, I'm sure that had her with the step on wife shirt and she looks gorgeous in it. And she said, I look so fat. <laughs> I did look fat back then. My face was fat. Uh, so anyway, that's where I am uh, on all that stuff. And so, yeah, that's the only, the only thing I talked about today on WTAC. <laughs> was your polyps? My polyps and the fact that there's like all this great uh, ozone news. You read any of this? No, I didn't. But everybody stopped using CFCs, right? Isn't everybody stopped using, And then there's a new CF something else. So that's right. Uh, Earth's ozone layer recovering as damaging airborne chemicals decline. The UN report finds significant thickening in ozone layer, helping protect humans and other life while slowing climate change. Can you imagine how the left hates this news? Yeah. Yeah, we've slowed it to it. We've it's slowed it down to a really manageable level now. Good, we got it. Imagine that they didn't have that. What yeah. did that little moron go around saying <laughs> then? Really? No, they don't have any. I should have put her on the list. But. That's how it goes. All their stuff is like that, right? Because it's, I mean, for a while it was the ozone, right? And then that got fixed. And then uh, right. what, acid rain? Acid rain was huge because it was melting the uh, oh, yeah. the Arc de Triomphe in Washington acid Square in New York. Acid rain was like a big deal. Yeah, I remember. When was... I was in like middle school, it was all about acid rain. Yeah. And, like, well, because you, you... Could, you, could, you used to be able to show corrosion of statues. Mm-hmm. You, see, you see? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
the LA smog. Smog was a thing. No, it's not fog or smoke. It's smog. Well, now, of course, there's stuff we add to gasoline that makes that go away, which, of course, leaches into the groundwater and causes other problems. But, you know, we get, we get rid of one problem and then we find a new one and that's okay and that's how life goes and then we find technology to solve the next problem and we move on. Like, that's how it is. But overall, things are getting much, much better for humankind and we're in much healthier situations. Like, you can complain to me about how unsafe gas stoves are and for your kids and how they need to be banned. But, like, we just got, um, you know, lead taken out of houses like 50 years ago and people are still dealing with that. But kids are, like, much, much... I know, like, we've obviously been through the lead thing, but kids are much, much, much less lead poisoned than at any other time in history. Like, the ancient Romans were hugely lead poisoned. Can you imagine in, like, the 1800s how lead poisoned everybody was walking around? (laughs) Even in, like, the 70s, like, our kid that tested high for lead was still lower lead levels than like the average lead blood test for kids in the 70s like so you were far more lead poisoned and it does it does cause brain damage it causes all sorts of things like you were but you were far more lead poisoned as a child than our kid was you know overall what makes you think that overall we are much healthier and have have much better nutrition much better you know, safety in our physical environment, much less pollution. And like, yeah, we do. Our technology does end up causing new problems. But for the most part, then we like find those out and solve those problems, too. But overall, we're healthier than we've ever been in human history. People were like so sickly and stuff back then, like in like the stuff they were breathing and God knows everything that people were taking, you know. I mean, it's one thing if you were like out on a farm somewhere, but even then, like it just there's all kinds of toxins and stuff all over the place and everywhere. And you're not going to tell me that we're less healthy nowadays because we have gas stoves. It's like such a non-issue thing. What are you reading? Um, Morgan says in the chat, uh, there was outrage about horse poop in New York City as the city grew. They were all afraid the city would just be covered in it. And then Mr. Ford solved the problem. Yeah, see, so it's not... You cause new problems and then you go on with them. Actually, now we have the problem where we have so much abundance and nutrition and everything that we actually have a problem with obesity, which is the opposite problem. And did you see this story today? No. Um, That the, uh, who is it? The American Academy of Pediatrics came out with new guidance about childhood obesity. Okay. Rather than uh, tell people not to like, feed their kids horrific food growing up and keep them active um they have decided that the best way to treat obesity in kids is drugs and surgery as oh i as saw young this as, as young s- as age 12 i sent this to somebody we know who so, does nutrition stuff yeah. and makes, so, makes fat people thinner than, and she was horrified rather than uh eat like meat like morgan sent you or mm-hmm. like salads or veggies or whatever and not feed your kid. Our pediatrician once told us that she um, did her residency in an inner city mm. and that parents would come in with like Coca-Cola in the baby bottle. In the, yeah. <laughs> for like an infant. And they'd be like, oh, but they like it. Like, Well, yeah, they like it. But, you know, it. There, it's so, so, so preventable. And there's always all this fuss about how the United States has worse health outcomes than, say, like Europe does, even though we spend so much more on health care. Um, but such a big part of that is because of this super preventable stuff like diet and all this stuff. But we hyper-medicalize everything. Can you imagine? So basically, like the practice that's always been recommended for kids who are fat is that you let children and teens try to outgrow their obesity on their own. But unfortunately, and I think you can probably attest to this too, is like young people who are chubby generally don't just like what is this outgrow horse it. Horse crap. What is this? The full <laughs> disclosure show? From Alice's intimacies of her sex life to her fat husband's childhood. <laughs> Waiting doesn't work, says Dr. Anelli, co author of the first mm. guidance on childhood obesity. What we see is a continuation of weight gain and the likelihood they develop obesity in adulthood. So you know how me and my brother mm-hmm. and I got fat as kids, yeah. And I and I wait, no, I'm I'm gonna tell you how. Okay. Do you know how? No. Okay. Then let me tell you how. Um, our parents got divorced, and 
after a while, we lived in a dead end. Me, Murph, Keith, mm-hmm. Dean. Yep. And there were some other people in the neighborhood, but we had a dead end, so we had sports all the time. We lived in a dead end, had sports all the time. Um, uh, my mother, uh, my mother would have if there was food at the house at all. We just we just didn't have much food at the house. We we, were, we lived in it, and uh, you know I I don't want to disparage my own mother, but she just for some reason it was like whether it's handling money or this or that. Just the, there were just times when there was just like hardly anything in there to eat, and then sometimes there would be just be some good comfort food. Mm-hmm. So you know some potato chips or whatever would make their way in, or Entenmann's, whatever it was, coffee cakes yep. and things like that. Or, uh, you know, my, my mother would keep frosting around for cakes, which I, of course, would just climb up. I can remember climbing up the shelf and going in and just rocking frosting. We just, we just ate very poorly. Um, but the biggest thing was is that my brother and I st- started to fall in love with TV all the time after school. And st- we'd come right home and right to the TV. And while we could hear Murph and the McLarens outside, playing and, but we weren't we just became little fatties watching tv watching i was watching star blazers you know every day which is a great show um and you know whatever guy king and all whatever was on and we became like tv addicts actually we were screen addicts kind of like uh, i think we know some hmm. in the family um but yeah that was the that was the difference and then then like until 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 we went to high school for my brother he played football and that trimmed him down and for me, it took like senior year, whatever. I don't know how I, I lost weight, but I just did. And, uh, and for for a little bit, but yeah, it's it's easy to get fat. I mean, our kids aren't fat, and that's great because I do see kids, I do see kids who are fat, and like with parents who who have their bleep together more than we do, which is just yeah, almost all the parents. Um, and like you wonder, like what's and we wonder where that comes from. Is that because Although I mom do, is giving a little junior an, an extra taco because he it makes him smile and it, it, it's a way to make him instantly gratified? And you know, every mom wants a little. Kid I to be do happy. also. I know that sometimes those kids also are allowed um, a lot of like. Uh, I don't know, like pocket money to like go to Starbucks and like order a big sugary frap thing that has huh. seven thousand calories, and like they're kind of allowed to do that. I do know some of those kids that do stuff like that, which we don't really like. We let our kids do a lot of stuff, but we don't really have that where we have like big, huge sugary drinks from Starbucks or places like that. Like, you know, we'll we'll on occasion do that, but it's not. A regular thing. I also think a lot of times families where both parents work and like they do have their bleep together and they I think they do like eat out a lot. And like we've fallen into that trap too, you know, where we order a lot of takeout food and stuff because it's just easier. Mm -hmm. And like that's one thing that Awaken 180 has helped is because it regiments like you making food at home much more because it's like much easier to make the stuff at home that fits the diet than to get it eating out but yeah i think eating out a lot particularly like fast food and stuff tends well, to you be know, really can i, can I, can I mm-hmm. change something with you alice because yeah. i mean you want to talk about uh <laughs> army dad 77 says two drink limit is that before the show starts uh that is correct incorrect this is just one one cocktail here and alice has got a drink over there um but uh, you know, we were at uh, JJ Grimsby's yesterday, mm-hmm. and I've got to say, Alice, I love going out to eat. I, I, I absolutely, even though one kid was a particular jerk, I, I absolutely love it. And I don't think we ate too badly there yesterday. I had a buffalo wings, mm-hmm. which is pretty much compliant, probably because they seem to be straight up, you know, yep. red hot sauce. And it was delicious. I love going out. I, I don't want. I that's all I want to be is rich enough to go out. Yeah, but it, I mean, I think fast food is well. Yeah, there's no winning with fast food. Remember, I ballooned when we moved the Harold to Braintree. Yeah, and I was. Don't feel free to Alice to keep it nice and. <laughs> yes, I remember you were disgusting. <laughs> um, but I mean that's because the, sometimes the commute each way from 
Newburyport to, to Braintree is more than two hours. Right. I'd be sitting in a car, and so I'd hit fast food places in the way. Yep. I'm sure that there was more, I, that that was probably more like dealing with stress, too. Oh, that was hellacious. Oh, God. It's funny, that uh, that office is still owned by the, the main company down there, mm-hmm. and everything's frozen in amber in there. Huh. Yeah, like it's it's run, some church is running it, but all this, like our award for Boston Hill Radio is still in there in the case. Oh, wow. And all of the uh, pictures, the framed pictures from the photogs over the years, all froze, still there. But meanwhile, it's a church now. Hmm. It's like the old studio. It's like, oh, That's actually, crazy. it's the old studio. You're seeing the pieces. A lot of the pieces are right here. But, um, yeah. So Ted Sarandos says, the Shattucks are nice people who can laugh at themselves. They're not just a typical humorless a-holes typically encountered in the right-wing echo chamber. Thank you. That being said, their 15 minutes were up a long time ago. Thoughts? I mean, yeah, sure. I, you know. I don't know. Did we have 15 minutes? I know. Minutes? We're not, we didn't, we've never been famous for 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I would like to so. know when this 15 minutes was, and it, does it come with compensation? Is there a check? <laughs> Somebody else gets back to me and says, she's getting fat. Tom Shattuck about Paige Spearnack, who I'm going to try to book, by the way. I'll get him before Kirk Snake gets her. And I've talked to her before. Um, she has gained weight in the caboose. Can you work with me on this? I don't know that that's true. I'm not Alice, about to start saying. Are you seen the picture? She looks lovely to me. Oh God! Just, just be level up, level with people. Okay. Is her derriere more like yours now, or like yours was six months ago? I don't think. I I don't think she's fat. So. I, Were you fat six months ago? Yeah. Well, I'll take what I can get. That's Alice not wanting to say to Paige Smirnak that her, she's... I don't think she's fat. She's not fat in the sense that, like, I'm fat, where it's, there's only, like, mortal obesity, categorically, for me, is several pounds away. I have to work my way down to that. If I lose 40 pounds, that's what I'll... Then you'll be morbidly obese. Exactly. I'm a worse one now. I'm like essentially dead and arrival, disgraceful piece of crap obese right now. But she, but she, she, it's okay to say... Why won't women just say that? Like, she's getting weight. It's fine. In the caboose. It's fine. Or by the way, maybe she likes it. Maybe that's a... Maybe among the people who she hangs with. Maybe that's an in thing. Maybe. I don't know. She looks good, I think. Yes, she looks good, Alice. I'm, <laughs> I'm not into her for the golf, <laughs> Alice. She looks good. <sighs> I just want to see if there's other, um, if there's other uh, things that that we need to. Uh, I just want to. I don't want to miss any of these comments because there are some good comments. There are obviously are always is when you're when you jump in with. Uh, Kirk Menners says, I love Tom Shattuck and Alice Shattuck, but that Pern Barrel pod with Kirkman was a train wreck. Um, I don't agree. I liked, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> I don't know, like, what, like, compared to what? What is it supposed to be when you've got, like, one of the most absurbic, acerbic, you know, uh, podcasters, radio hosts, as your guest on your show who who makes it fairly clear from the moment one that he doesn't want to be there who's who's got who's doing more important things during his day for him in his career um who i mean i don't know what like but actually i thought he was good too i thought he engaged in everybody's conversation he played along with everything and and he was good uh, so yeah, I thought I, it was great. I actually, I, 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 like it. I do think, um, and like I just said in the show a little while ago, I think that people who are not used mm-hmm. to your style can find it <laughs> kind of. Am I? Like, let me this. <laughs> Something like remember uh, Alice, the person it? who called into your station and said you never have anything intelligent to say and you're just shrieking and have a scratchy voice or whatever. Yeah. Like I do think you you make some people nervous for some reason. Oh, so my I don't know how to put this. <laughs> Am I what what the Royal Sinesta used to call gifted? 
Is it possible? Did you not tell me? When when Kirk was talking today on their show, on the Kirk Minahan show. Last night. Yeah. Or last night. Okay. And they're talking about me not writing a boss that was as long. big as the other bosses. Is that true? And <laughs> Alice, you wouldn't tell me, right? <laughs> Do I have a like a look? <laughs> Wait a second. Is that why people are nice to me sometimes? Alice? <laughs> Oh, my grandmother used to say Sorry. a lot of times that me and my brother were simple. <laughs> she, she, you know what she'd do? She'd, she'd go, I don't know how we got grandkids that are so simple. Mm-hmm. Huh. Are you going to read that email today, by the way? Or what no? email? The From one that you sent. Uh, I about, didn't, you didn't acknowledge receipt. I'm sorry I didn't acknowledge receipt. Yeah, I will not read it today. I'll read it next time. Okay. So what what happened is this, is that, um, and I remember these people, Alice, as a matter of fact. Oh. There was a young couple in the late 70s. They had a big dog and maybe a young family, and they bought a house in Hard Rock, Vermont, and they bought, when my grandfather died, my grandfather owned a newspaper called the Hard Rock Gazette, Hard Rock, Vermont. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and they bought the newspaper off of the, from the family at that point when it was still kind of a thriving newspaper and anyway he's like he's written a book kind of about that but it's a fiction book i think and he wants to he remembers meeting me as a little boy and uh and in my brother too i think probably in the late 70s early 80s we they were really kind of a lovely young family and it was it was very hopeful because they were coming into a small town that had seen its best days mm-hmm. and and buying the legacy newspaper there and so, like, we 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 like them, and it was kind of a nice thing. But we will talk to them. There's no doubt. We're definitely talking to them. No doubt about that. All right. Should we do the chat chat? I guess we should head to the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat. Brought to you, of course, by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, which is the standard bearer in great hot sauce. Let's just be honest here. You tried it the other day. I uh, did. I did. I was able to uh, but it's hot for get you. through it, but it is hot for yeah. me. Anyway, they, they go, um, it's the best, it's just the best. You guys already know that. I actually have cheated again, Alice, on you again with another woman at this party we are at. Mm-hmm. Nothing? <laughs> Nothing. No. Nothing. Not really, no. Not a piece of you was concerned or thought that was possible. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it, Alice. I cheated on my uh, healthcare program because I had Josh K, who's our friend, mm-hmm. Made delicious chowder, and I loaded that baby up with with Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, and it was delicious. Delicious. Morgan says he's been enjoying it. A lot of you look like you've been enjoying it. You've been yeah. sending us oh, pictures, which is awesome. Yeah, I've told the guy who runs the place, "Hey, check out your Twitter once in a while. The world is is talking about your hot sauce. I appreciate you guys buying it, but it's really good, isn't it? Is it not? Mm-hmm. I would, uh, and I think everybody knows that I would, I would pitch crap products, but it's, <laughs> so far but we not don't have this any. One's not right, one. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is great. We have it all, all over the place. Every time I go to Market Basket, I, I essentially buy one. Okay. Are you ready, Alice? I'm ready. You've had enough. What kind of diva? I just said enough. I just wanted to go to sleep. Yeah. You've you've drank from the magical tr- chalice enough. <laughs> 8605. Oh, sorry. Ready? Ready, Alice? Yes, we are ready. Okay. Congrats, Tommy, my boy. You've turned 50. Yep. This is your Uncle Ira. Oh. Now I need Wait a to second. tell you. Alice. Mm-hmm. Ira. You, we actually do have Iras. Yes, we do. There are Ira Shattuck's. You're absolutely yeah. right about it. This is my actual uncle. Yeah, no. Uh, you're... Although my dad was an only child, still. No, and it's your direct ancestor because it is... Um... My great... Great, great grandfather. So two greats. Is um, Ira Shattuck. Ira Anson Shattuck. Yes. Who's, yes, exactly right. Yeah. Whose dad Anson is our son. Anson is named after. Wow! Nailed it, Justin. Congrats, Tommy, my boy. You've turned fifty. This is your uncle Ira. He's got a weird accent, Uncle Ira. <laughs> I can tell you that. I don't know what that is exactly, because we're not Irish, um, but it seems to be. Maybe a- that's what people talked like in Vermont back then. Maybe it is. Now, I need to tell you about a few things about turning 50. Oh, wow. First, the prostate goes, and then... Prostate. 
That's it. It's true. Our shaddocks are huge into cancer. <laughs> Who yeah. says that? It's true, including prostate cancers. That's one of the ones I'll be getting. I'll be getting that one. I'll be getting colon cancer. I'll be getting lung cancer. So maybe you should go for the colonoscopy. I'll be getting lung cancer, and the doctor will say because from like Dartmouth, <laughs> Dartmouth Hitchcock or whatever, because they're just dickheads. He'll say, "Huh? Do you smoke, Tom?" And I'll say, "No." And he said, "Did you smoke?" And I'll say, "Uh, well, I quit in 2003." <laughs> oh, yep, yeah, that's it. That's it. Sayonara. A little chemo. We'll see you next year, um, mostly in a in a box. <sighs> the weight comes back on, and then the weight. you turn into a creature of the night. <laughs> Happy 50th, nonetheless. Oh, Uncle Ira, thank you very much. It's nice to hear people reach out. He didn't say, you've had enough. <laughs> You're spoiled from my loins, like my wife says. Do you know how lucky you are to be able to indulge in this? <laughs> With a hand going all the way. <sighs> what a life. We baked you a birthday cake if you get a tummy ache. And you moan and groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Do you know Happy birthday, Tom. Thank you. What happened at the end there? Oh, my God. It's like his... Uh, is uh, he got sucked out of the window of his airplane? Happy birthday, Tom! Oh my God. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Hey, Tom and Alice. So hey. uh, recently, I got um, CBD gummies from a local place here in Ellsville, Indiana, mm-hmm. and uh, the lady told me, "Oh, you can eat two of these, and these are like um, almost uh, like six inches each. These gummies." And I was like skeptical, like, um, no. What do you think this is going on? <laughs> I couldn't begin to guess. Go ahead. Do you worry that, that since you've become attractive now because of your weight loss that you're going to get dumber? Do you realize that your train and Paige Perinex trains are going to cross in the night? <laughs> no. And she's going to start talking about statistics and math and you're going to start talking about... Uh, hot halter tops or whatever. I'm sure she's good at golf too. This is, you know what this is? <laughs> this is hot girl passive aggression. That's what that is. I'm sure she's good at golf too. Yeah, I think she probably is good at golf, Alice. <laughs> That's what she does. So I'm just saying, I don't think it's fair to say she's the just biggest, dumb and talks about halter tops. The cattiest women are the ones who act the most uncatty. As a matter of fact, the, the, I remember back in 93, the girl, our friend who slept with the bartender, she used to be the the most sweetest, most uncatty catty person in the world. She would say, I know, I love Eva. I think she's great. I really do. I love Eva. I think she's awesome. I do worry, though, that sometimes she gets a little bit gregarious for herself when she's been drinking and maybe shares a little too much. But she'd never say anything bad about anybody. No, 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 no. She, I do worry a little bit. I love her. I think she's great. <sighs> This is Dana from Maine. Hope all is well. Hey, Dana. Uh, Tom, happy birthday. Thank you. I saw that yesterday. I was like, wow. I am. Big 5-0. So I contacted my good friend, Ned Lamont. Ooh. And he had a, a baseball analogy. He, he said that you're, you're now in extra innings, and he's hoping <laughs> that you go another nine. So anyways, hope all is well. Happy New Year. Uh, enjoy the next 50. Have a good one. Thank you so much, Dana. I appreciate that. That's Isn't very it? nice, yes. Yeah, and Ned Lamont is probably right about that. By the way, did you see him? He was dancing at his inauguration again. I remember him talking about dancing at it. Man, he was flailing around. It looked like he was sunny at the toll booth. He was like just involuntary flickers of moves. It <laughs> <sighs> makes no sense. All right, hold on, hold on. Alice, there are limits to Farago. Oh. Wait, Morgan wants to know what happened with Justin's CBD gummies. Oh, what happened? Did you didn't finish, finish it. it. Oh, damn it. Good catch, Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tom and Alice. So uh, recently I got um, CBD gummies from a local place here in Ellsville, Indiana. And uh, the lady told me, oh, you can eat two of these. And these are like um, almost uh, like six inches each, these gummies. And I was like skeptical, like, um, no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I ended up eating one, and it felt like um, 
my organs were going to fall out of my body. So a <laughs> uh, little tidbit, uh, just eat a little bit of those. Yeah, maybe Don't you eat, can just eat a whole one time. if they're that big. Hmm. Probably depends on the concentration, too. Who knows? I don't know know anything about CBD. I'm not into it. Probably depends on the concentration. (laughs) That's fascinating. (laughs) Anyway, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for leaving chat chat messages on the Chelsea Fire Wicked hotline. You can do that at burnbarrelpodcast.com. I I really like the birthday wishes stuff. Do we have to end that? Can I just make it the whole month? You can keep going the whole month. I mean, if you guys want to leave Tom more birthday messages, you absolutely can. Um, Birthday month it is. Birthday month. Uh, that's burnbarrelpodcast.com. Like I said, patreon.com slash burnbarrel, um, all that good stuff. Love you guys. Have you Stay still had you. enough or uh, does the clock restart? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.